We are on Chavches Amabeis 28b2 in the Art Scroll Gemara. We have a final discussion before we begin our next Mishnah. We will begin the next Mishnah, the next recording, and we have one final discussion. This discussion was actually already mentioned uh, about uh, 20 Dapim ago, 20 weeks ago. And it's a similar discussion to the discussion that we had then. And essentially, we have a case of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah has been discussing the case of where Reuven and Shimon are brothers, and they marry sisters. Two brothers marry two sisters, uh, and then they pass away. So there's Mrs. Reuven and Mrs. Shimon, and now they fall to Yibam to uh, Levi and Yehuda. And the last case of the Mishnah was a case where Levi is... Uh, related to Mrs. Ruvain and, Sh- and Yehuda is related to Mrs. Shimon. And so therefore in that case, we say Levi could do Yibam to Mrs. Shimon and Yehuda could do Yibam to Mrs. Ruvain. And the type of relative that this would have to be is a relative where there's a total exemption from Yibam or Chalitza, such as a mother-in-law. But the list in the Mishnah, from the very beginning in the Mishnah, uh, has 15 different cases. There were 15 different cases of uh, relatives where there is a uh, where there is a an exemption from Yibam Rechalitza because it's a it's a very serious negative commandment with a punishment of kares. And there are 15 different cases. And so what we had earlier on Daftes was an explanation about whether or not all 15 cases is it possible to come up with all 15 cases. In this scenario where two brothers marry two sisters and then they pass away and then the remaining brothers are related to their sisters-in-law in some other way. And that other way would be through any of the 15 types of different relationships, whether it's daughter or mother-in-law uh, or uh, sister-in-law, your wife's, uh, your wife's sister, um, different, all different cases uh, that have come up in the, in the very first Mishnah that we studied. Uh, is it possible to come up with these different types of cases. And it's all about creating that that family tree. Is, is it even possible to, to come up with it? And so that's what we discussed earlier. And because now we're up to that other Mishnah, the Mishnah of the two brothers marrying the two sisters, so it comes up again. And so uh, we'll try to go through this a little faster. It is complicated to figure out all the different uh, family trees and the family relationships. Uh, but we did discuss it earlier. And also the fundamental ideas, such as Eishas Echav Shaloi Ba'olamo, that there's an exemption from Yibam if the brother, the live brother, is only born after the deceased brother passes away. So then there's an exemption from Yibam. That also we discussed at length uh, over in the past, over different uh, pages, different dapim. And so this is really just uh, a, a repetition of what we saw earlier. So Amr Rabbi Rav. Rav says, It's also taught by Rabbi Chia in a b'risa. Rabbi Chia is the one who says that all 15 cases of our Mishnah, of the very first Mishnah, it's possible to fit into this scenario where Levi is prohibited to Mrs. Ruvain in any of the 15 ways and Yehuda is prohibited to Mrs. Shimon in any of the 15 ways and it's possible to come up with a case. And the Gemara now tries to figure out some cases is not, is not so simple. All these cases are not so simple, but some cases is really difficult uh, to really make it work within a family tree. So Rav Yehudim Atar game, Rav Yehudim himself says that you cannot include the first list of six. 
It starts from the mother-in-law. You could say that Mrs. Reuven is Levi's mother-in-law. You could come up with such a scenario. But But when it comes to the first six cases, the first six cases were essentially the daughter or the granddaughter or the stepdaughter or different cases of daughters. So to say that Levi's daughter uh, got married to his brother and her, her sister is now married to a different brother but is not prohibited to Levi, but how is that even possible? They're both daughters. It's daughters. It's a stepdaughter or a daughter. But either way, it should be a prohibition to Levi. How do you ever come up with a case? Or if Yehuda says, it cannot be referring to the first six cases of the Mishnah. It could be referring to any of the other cases, but when it comes to daughters, if the daughters are sisters, so then, just like one would be prohibited to Levi if it's the actual daughter, so then if it's a, if it's a stepdaughter uh, or a half-daughter, uh, so then uh, so then it would also be, she would also be prohibited to Levi. Uh, so what exactly would the case be? So he says it can't be that case. My time, my kevin debito ba'onzen uzi mishkachas la benesuin la mishkachas la benesuin kamayri ba'onzen la kamayri. And so Rabbi Huda explains that the reason why it can't be referring to the, any of the first six cases is because the only way it would actually work out is if it's as follows: Levi's daughter comes from a case of a rape, where he raped somebody and they had a daughter, and then that daughter married Levi's brother Reuven, and then Reuven passed away. And then Yehuda, the other brother, he raped the same woman and they had a daughter. And that daughter married the other brother, Shimon. Right? A very complicated case. Um, and again, the Gemara is trying to do this not because necessarily practically this is happening, but to understand conceptually the different cases. Um, and in that case, if somebody has a daughter, they're prohibited to marry the daughter from a rape, but they are not prohibited to marry any of the other daughters of that woman that that he raped. Um, again, these are all terrible uh, scenarios, um, but the Gemara wants to know, in the end of the day, what would the halacha be? What would the law be with regards to marrying uh, these people? So he's not allowed to marry the daughter that's his own daughter, but he would be allowed to marry uh, his the person that he raped her daughter uh, from, from a different uh, type of relationship. And so Yehuda also has a child from that, uh, from raping... Uh, the, the same woman. And so that's the case that you could come up with. But Rabbi Huda says, he's of the opinion that the cases of the Mishnah are not cases of a daughter through rape. That's not what our Mishnah is discussing. Our Mishnah is discussing a daughter through a normal marriage. And that's really what our Mishnah is discussing. So the first six cases, it's impossible to come up with such a scenario of our Mishnah with the first six cases dealing with daughters. Abaye then says, Abaye metargem af bito uh, Abai argues, Abai argues and says that no, it could even, the first six cases could apply because the first six cases of the, of the first Mishnah could in fact be referring to cases of rape. It doesn't have to be limited to cases of actual marriage. Okay, so that solves the first six cases or it's just not including the first six cases. But either way, the first six cases is the only way to come up with a situation where two brothers marry two sisters and then they're related to the two live brothers when it comes to daughters, is if it's th- done not through marriage, but through rape. The second difficult scenario, very difficult scenario, is Eishasech of Shaloi Ba'olama. Uh, one of the cases of the, mish- of the first Mishnah, where we had the 15 cases, is the case of Eishasech of Shaloi Ba'olama, the non-contemporary brother, where a brother then is born after the deceased brother passed away. And so there's a lot to discuss with regards to that scenario, which we've discussed in the past. And, but just to quickly go through the analysis of the Gemara, the Gemara says, How do you fit 
uh, a scenario where Levi and Yehuda, they're related because they're non-contemporary brothers, and that's what makes them prohibited to either Mrs. Reuven or Mrs. Shimon. So we say, In order to fit this in the Mishnah, it's really, would it be based on a dispute between Shimon and Nechachamim? Uh, we, we had a dis- dispute earlier in the Mesechda, in, in this tractate, uh, between Rabbi Shimon and the Rabbanon, uh, with regards to this case of a non-contemporary brother, where Rabbi Shimon said that if you have the following case, a very simple case, a brother passes away without any children, and he has a live brother, that uh, live brother then does Yibam with Mrs. Ruvain, and then a new brother is born, according to the Rabbanon, so then that's viewed as a non-contemporary brother, because if, if the new bro- if the one that did Yibam, let's say Shimon did Yibam to Mrs. Ruvain, uh, so then if Shimon passes away, according to Shimon, this new brother, let's call him Levi, he would be allowed to do Yibam with Mrs. Shimon, who was originally Mrs. Ruvain, uh, because with regards to Levi, since he was born before Shimon passed away, so then his relationship with Mrs. Shimon is only as Mrs. Shimon. It's not as Mrs. Ruvain. He has no relationship with Mrs. Ruvain because he was born after the Yibam was already done. So that's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. However, the Chachamim, they argue, and they say that no, um, that it doesn't make a difference. It's still viewed as a non-contemporary brother because Mrs. Shimon still retains her identity as Mrs. Ruvain. She still has an aspect of Mrs. Ruvain, and therefore, uh, even if Shimon were to pass away without any children, Levi would not be able to do Yibam to her uh, because he was not born at the same, alive at the same time as the original brother, as Ruvain. So that is a dispute that we discussed at length earlier. But the Mishnah will not fit within the Rabbanon. It would only fit within Rabbi Shimon, who says that that is possible, that the brother who's born after the Yibam is done would be allowed to do Yibam if uh, that brother who did Yibam passes away. So it, because, uh, because it's a dispute and it doesn't work according to the Rabbanon, therefore... Uh, we say that it should not work within Rabbi Chia. But Rav Safra Matar game, Rav Safra says, no, maybe you can explain as follows, maybe we could explain how it applies uh, with regards to the non-contemporary brother um, if you have six brothers. It's not enough to have four brothers, which is the case of our Mishnah, but you would have to have a, more than four brothers. You would have to have a total of six brothers. Um, and it would only work according to Rabbi Shimon. It would only really work according to Rabbi Shimon and in the Archul Gemara. I highly recommend looking at the Arts of the Gemara for clarity on this. It describes exactly how this works. But And basically it has to be a case where Ruvain is married to Mrs. Ruvain and he passes away. Then a new brother is born. That new brother cannot do Yibam because he's a non-contemporary brother. So a different brother uh, does Yibam, uh, one who's alive during uh, Ruvain's time. He does Yibam. And then that brother then passes away. And uh, a new brother is born, and then, um, and then uh, the uh, already a previous brother then goes ahead and does yibam. Uh, so it's uh, a complicated case. And again, look, you should look in the in the picture of the art school Gemara, where the picture really explains more through the illustration through the family chart. And basically, the Gemara explains what the picture has. Reuben and Shimon So let's say you have Reuben and Shimon married to two sisters. Levi Yehuda Nisuin Shneinachros and Levi and Yehuda are there are four brothers who are alive now. Levi and Yehuda are married to just two women who are not related, uh, besides for being wives. Meis Ruvain Noli Sachar Yibam Levi. So what happens is Ruvain dies. Mrs. Ruvain then uh, before Yibam Yisachar is born, 
uh, brother number five now. Levi does Yibam with Mrs. Ruvain. May Shimon, Shimon then dies. No, it's Zvulun. Another, another brother is born. Zvulun, Yibam, Yehuda. Yehuda then does Yibam with Mrs. Shimon. So Levi did Yibam with Mrs. Ruvain. Yehuda did Yibam with Mrs. Shimon. In the meantime, two brothers were born. And then Levi and Yehuda, they both passed away without any children, and they are now married to Mrs. Ruvain and to Mrs. Shimon. So, they fall in front of the other two brothers, Yisachar and Zvulun. So then you could come up with a case, because uh, with regards to Mrs. Shimon, since Yisachar was born before Mrs. Shimon, before Shimon passed away, so, so he could really do Yibam with Mrs. Shimon. And... Le- and uh, Zvulun could do Yibam with Mrs. Ruvain. Uh, so, and so that's how you could come up with such a case. Um, and again, look in the uh, in the family in the chart. And the Gemara just concludes and says, "Vadamli Yibam Yehuda." They asked a uh, technical point: Why does it have to be that Yehuda did Yibam? Even if Yehuda did not do Yibam, it would it would seemingly be fine. Below Yibam Yehuda, Namim You could even come up with a case of this non-contemporary brother where you have two brothers marrying two sisters. Uh, you could come up with such a case even without Yehuda doing Yibam, and we say Mishim Tzara. The reason why we haven't do Yibam is because let's say Yibam, uh, Yehuda had other co-wives. That fits with the original Mishnah. The first Mishnah of the entire tractate on the very first page uh, says that discusses cases of not just where there's an exemption on your wife, but it's also on the co-wife and the co-wife's co-wife, which is the and so therefore we need a case where you, uh, Yehuda does Yibam because he has a co-wife. And we need it to be a case where there's an exemption on the co-wife, or the possibility of an exemption on the co-wife, and of the co-wife's co-wife, which the Gemara now says, Hatinach Tzara, Tzara de Tzara Michael Memar. That explains the co-wife, because Yehuda has a co-wife, but how does it explain the co-wife's co-wife? So the Gemara does explain, Kegon, the Hadar Ve'ibume, Nami, Gad, Ve'asher. So it's a case also where, um, after Levi and Yehuda both died childless, Gad and Asher, other brothers, um, they took the original wives. They take the original wives uh, to make it a case of tsara de tsara, the co-wife's co-wife, which is a very complicated case. Um, and so that's basically the family chart as described by the Gemara. And again, that was a discussion that we also had earlier uh, in the Masechta. So we're up to the new, new Mishnah, and we'll discuss the new Mishnah in uh, a new topic, a uh, similar topic, but a new topic, very interesting topic in, in the next recording.